For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. Today's co-host is Kim Reynolds, and this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we are going to explore new Instagram features and Facebook ads updates. Our special guests are Peg Fitzpatrick and Amanda Bond. If you're watching this live somewhere or listening to it, hit share, whether that's Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, all of the above, YouTube, uh, iTunes, all those podcast players. And also, before we get into it, This show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World 2019. Join 7,000 fellow marketers at the mega conference designed to inspire and empower you. Social Media Marketing World 2019 in San Diego. Go to smmw19.com for info. And with that, let's get into our first segment. But let let me introduce first our guest. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into it. Peg Fitzpatrick is here. She's the co-author of the best-selling book, The Art of Social Media, Power Tips for Power Users, and she's a beloved blogger. She has spearheaded successful social media campaigns for Virgin, Audi, Mercedes, Google, and Motorola, as well as brand ambassadors- ambassadorships. Hard word to say. For Adobe, Nestle, and Kimpton Hotels, she works in the trenches of social media marketing with global global brands every day. She's also a, sp- a speaker at Social Media Marketing World 2019. Peg, welcome back to the show. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited about these Instagram updates. Wow, it's I look really bright compared to you guys. Sorry, that's actually, <laughs> well, that's actual sun. <laughs> I've been messing with oh, my nice. lights all morning and and I am not that vain. So <laughs> you're right, though. These Instagram updates, there's a lot of them. Um, yeah. Let's just start going through these because we've got a lot of stuff that either is brand new that we yeah. need to discuss because we haven't talked about it on the show yet and marketers need to know, or there's stuff that's being tested. And I guess marketers need to know about that too, <laughs> right? So uh, this first one is actually a new twist on something that's already been out there for a while. It's new super zooms. And yeah. uh, a super zoom is basically one of the pieces of the multiple tools in your Instagram stories uh, camera toolkit that you can find at the bottom once you go in there. Super Zoom, I don't know, how's, how long has it been around? Four, five, six months, maybe more. I I don't I know. October. I think last October. So almost a year now. Jeez, I'm, again, shows you how much I actually use it. But yeah. uh, originally I had, what, like three or four different options in there. And essentially what it does is 
you select one and it, it, it would either go the dun 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 and kind of zoom in gradually or uh, kind of do a heart clouded thing and kind of do, 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 do. Like that was a lesson you learned from a sitcom or something. And uh, so it's, it's, it's actually pretty cool. But they've added some new ones. Awesome. Do you guys remember? Yeah. Very special blossom. (laughs) Yes. This week on a very special social media marketing talk show. (laughs) Peg learns a lesson. Uh, So (laughs) Matt Navarra, uh, he sent these out there. And and I actually have played with these. I have this on my account. I think they're actually pretty cool. Um, We could walk people through what the different new ones are. Uh, they're pretty interesting, in fact. Uh, so, Peg, do you have any favorites so far of these? Well, I haven't used it yet. I think the nope one is really funny because, you know, if you're talking like the 18 to 24 olds, like they would use that one all the time, like something for dinner, you don't like it, nope. Math homework, nope. Like that one's just kind of, I think the new updates, they kind of took phrases or things that people say a lot and mm-hmm. turn them into a super zoom, which I thought was really smart. That's kind of what I thought of these. Um, I like the um, paparazzi one is my favorite. I did yes. it on my dog. It totally scared him though. <laughs> so that one, so let's tell people what that one kind of feels like, looks like experience wise. So the paparazzi, it just takes pictures and then it puts it together and it adds in the sound. So it's like, like you're on the red carpet or someone stalking you on the way to the gym or something like Kim's going to the gym and the paparazzi's like pops out and they're like, taking all these fix- these pictures and then it puts it together like a little gift with the sound effects of the so it's actually really fun i think do you and guys you, like that one yeah and you you know if you were holding your camera out or your phone out and looking at it while it's doing it you could do a bunch of different like different poses each time right and it would then put that together which is pretty cool i think um, it's fun to catch pictures of other people though right isn't that yeah I mean, you can do selfies. You could do selfies and totally pretend that was that, but it would be fun to just, to just like catch someone by surprise and have them do some, you know, fun ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, the, I like that one. the heart one is, is cool. I guess that's similar to the, you know, the kind of hazy, uh, what is it? Um, I don't know, framing that kind of comes up on one of the old ones and then some right. hearts come up and it plays weird, you know, heartsy, fartsy, heartsy, fartsy. Yeah, is that even awesome. a phrase? Uh, yeah. There. Yeah. So we're, we're kind of showing some of these off in the live show. Um, I'll give you my favorite other than the paparazzi one, which is kind of cool. Uh, that's totally not me is the sad one where it gets really dark and gray with a bluish hue and then some leaves fall and it kind of slowly zooms in. And so it's perfect for you to do kind of like really sad face. Um, you know, if something weird just happened or something, the Nope one actually is probably my favorite now that I'm thinking about it again, because that's fun. the one where it's nope like, fun. yeah, it's like, boom, stamps it. Nope. And then Nope. Yeah. And Nope. And then, I mean, again, really, what we're talking about here is creative tools for brands to yeah. use and consumers right. for that matter. I mean, Instagram is probably not making these for consu- for, for brands thinking now brands have really cool tools to use. These, this is more for consumers, but smart brands right. can totally do this. They could totally oh, yeah. make use of this. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you guys don't have these yet, um, you can up- update your app, but as always things roll out. So some people get it right away and some people don't have it right away, but they did say that these are all coming out. So you sh- these are definitely out in the wild and you should be seeing them. I think they're fun. So I- if I was you, 
you should go test them and see if you can come up with any brand things like the nope one i could see like dry bar using that like showing bad hair at the beginning and then do a blowout like you could do it for like a before and after something you just didn't like you know all different kinds of things no coffee like (laughs) i could see that yeah yeah so, so that's the super zoom. Uh, we've got a bunch of others, so let's keep moving along here. Um, again, update your app if you need to. Okay. Yeah. So the next one, uh, is the new emoji shortcut bar. And this is not a place where you get drinks. It's an emoji bar that comes up as kind of a way. I think that they're thinking they will get more people to engage. But my question is, is, is this meaningful engagement? Well, it's not meaningful engagement because whenever you leave a comment, you want to leave at least four, four words actually count as a comment. But even that's not very much. So if you're trying to get engagement or if you're trying to get attention from someone on their post, just doing three emojis isn't going to cut it. So you definitely, I think I like to just use emojis at the end of my comments just to add stuff in. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a nice shortcut. Look at it as a shortcut to help you add a little bit more interest to your comments without the extra steps. Um, And then still think about leaving a thoughtful engagement, which would be over four words. (laughs) (laughs) Or four emojis. I don't think four emojis counts. I think it has to be four words. Like I think their algorithm is pretty specific. Yeah. I'll be honest. There's something similar to this over on Facebook lives and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I, I think it's, I, I think what they're thinking is this will get you more comments, more uh, engagement, but it's such a low hanging fruit thing. I guess right. to me, it's like, I'd rather not get the thumbs up or the high, fu- you know, the hands up or any of those. If you're not going to give a comment, don't give anything at all. But I think maybe they're going the opposite way. They're like, no, if we make this easy for someone to like, tap a, you know, a fire or a heart or a whatever, like at least they're getting that. I don't know. I I'm torn. My, my thing with the Facebook lives is, you know, if you're live and you have all these people leaving little questions. So say you, you throw out a couple of things to get engagement during your live video. Hey, is it raining where you are? Do you, um, do the send the rain emoji or the sun emoji, whatever. Like if you don't answer those, are you penalized in Facebook's not answering your comments? Hmm. Cause they I, really judge you on that. And you get yeah. I think they do. What do you guys think? I Wouldn't don't know. I haven't me. thought about that. Wouldn't even well, surprise me. It's things to think about, though. If you're if you're going for that engagement, you could be shooting yourself in the foot by putting comments that you then either have to make sure you go and respond to all the little emoji comments. They're hard to find later if you have a really great like you guys get tons of comments and questions. So right. does your page get ranked lower if you don't respond to all of them? Well, we go back and do that. So yeah, I right. guess that's, yeah, I've not thought about that. But again, okay. this is another small little tweak on the Instagram landscape. Uh, let's move on to the next one. We've got a bunch like of them here one, still. Though. Do you like it, Kim? Okay. Um, I, yeah, because I tend to, I'm one of those bad people that tends to just leave a heart or something like I'll go through and I'm not, I don't usually leave comments. I'll heart something if I like it or I'll heart something if I just want you to know that Maybe I don't like it, but I like you. So here's art. <laughs> so yeah, I, I yeah. it'll be handy for me. Yeah, maybe I can for me, mix it up. For me on bit. Instagram, I would 
like the photo or the video instead of leaving one of these emojis as a comment. That's the other first. thing. Will it take away from people liking your post if they're just yeah. going to... Ooh. Ooh, that's interesting. Ow. Yeah, Don't do that, people. Make sure you like their posts. And of course, as marketers, we're thinking algorithmically, which one's weighted more? Which one's more important? Which one do we try and get people to do without seeming like we're trying to get them to do it so that we get in trouble? <laughs> we can't win you know with facebook we have the like comment and share and the like is the lowest hanging thing that they really could care less about anymore then you have the comment and the share is the holy grail so on instagram you only have the comment and the like so the like probably maybe the comment is better yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to do some more research on this one now i'm curious so uh mental note so all right Uh, Moving on to the next one. So Instagram, this one's important. This one's really important. Uh, Instagram expands verification and other security features. I know you've got uh, a lot to say about this, actually, Peg. You sent us some screenshots even. So let me me, uh, bring that up a little higher for live. More than anything is how do I get verified on Instagram? Because everybody wants that coveted blue check. Yeah, it's it's important. Well, I don't know if it's important, but it seems important to us. As marketers, it's like we really want it. It's so coveted. Every, it is coveted. Everybody can apply now. Everybody will not get approved. They still have a very high level um, choice for it. There's another cool thing on there where you can check people's accounts too about this account. That was one thing we we're going to talk about. If mm-hmm. you get, click on it to see more um, when they joined, if they've ever changed their name, that's really important for like authenticity and who you are. So that's a good. Yeah, feature. and this is that, and that's a similar feature as we've seen rolled out uh, on Facebook. Yeah. I think also Twitter, where you can yeah. see even all the ads that account an account has done, right. uh, certain things like that. So again, this is an age of trying to have verification in terms of trust of our social media accounts for various reasons we won't go into. And right. that's what this is. This is a, a follow-up on that on Instagram's side yeah. of things. So. Yeah. So everybody can apply now for verification. It does kind of tell you what they're looking for. It says you can apply. You do have to attach a photo of your ID. So they really want to know who you are. Um, and then they'll look at your post, who you are. I tested on an account that wasn't verified that I managed to see what happens if you don't get approved. And you get this little message. Your account wasn't verified because it doesn't meet the criteria and you could submit in another 30 days, which is how Twitter used to do it. Mm-hmm. Um if you go to the next one, it will show what they're looking for, which this was the only place that I found this. So I only saw this after I did that. So they want you to be authentic. They want it to be you, unique, complete, and notable. That is like the key. They want you to be somebody right. who needs to be verified, you know, who's famous, who, you know, they they have their secret criteria, but these are the basic things that they're looking for. Um, I can share that in the comments after we're done, share a screenshot for that. But you can search that. What are the requirements to apply for a verification badge? Um, I didn't get an email or anything. So if you sign up, you will get it. You'll just get like this little note in your messages that lets you know if you got it or not. Um, So I honestly, I haven't seen more people popping out with them since they launched this. Have you guys? No. No. You know what? Uh, Something that I was thinking about is I don't really care about verification for famous people because I can 
tell if they're famous or not because they're probably going to have a lot of followers. But I would like everyone to be able, like Twitter is supposedly going to be doing, I'd like everybody to be able to be verified so that you know it's a real person and whether they're famous or not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really, I don't like the exclusivity of it. I would rather it be meaningful that yeah. I can be sure that someone is actually who they say they are. Yeah, Pinterest did that with theirs. Pinterest did verifications and then they just stopped. They were like, nope, <laughs> no one. <laughs> no one so, yeah, the thing is, when you have a verified account, you can be more of a target for um, getting hacked. So that was one of the things that they recommend that you do the two-step verification when you do that, which was they kind of did those two things together, like verification and that. Um Honestly, I have to say, I know everybody wants it. I don't know if it makes any difference at all on my account, to be honest. Like, that's the truth. We, people look at it and they say, ooh, she's verified. I know when I comment on things, you'll see the blue check next to my name. So maybe people notice my comments more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could make it stand out. I, I really think it comes down to it being more of a vanity thing at this point. And that's what we kind of got to the point of when we talked about Twitter's own, you know, potential change up back when they were talking about that earlier this year. So, so we'll see. I I don't have any hope of getting verified on Instagram because I'm not famous and nobody's searching for me. So, and I think I kind of like it that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, all right. So next, do we have more on this? I can't remember. I think we're done here. Yeah, get back to your authenticity. Like, if you have the option, it's a pain, you know, you got to sign in, get the little code. But Instagram and Twitter are two places where people get hacked a lot, and you don't even need to have a ton of followers. So, if you have the opportunity and if you value your Instagram account, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. You know, aside from questions on verification for all the platforms, account uh, questions on how to get back hacked accounts is the second level of questions that we get at social media examiners. So again, security, hugely important. Right. I I would, I think if you guys are on Instagram, it's worth it to do this. It's worth it because who are you going to contact to get it back? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Yeah. Because, because unfortunately these social networks don't have track records for the greatest customer service. You can't get a hold of anybody. So no, it's hard. So yeah, I would just, um, you know, do the two step and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. And they've added stuff with the two step because before you could only have one phone number for the one account. And now they've given you other methods so that you're not stuck. You know, if you're somebody who's got like multiple accounts you're managing, that was kind of hard. It's like, well, which account gets the security, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, right. next, next up, in the world of Instagram here. So many updates. The, uh, oh, is it the, it's direct messages. Okay. So the polls and the direct messages is interesting, is interesting. Um, what do you think about this one? So what, what is this and what do we think about it? I think polls are annoying people. That's my opinion. <laughs> I, I say use polls sparingly. This is a way to poll just your friends without it being public. So say, for example, okay, one way I could see using this is like I talk to my daughters all the time on Messenger and we share outfits. We're going to a wedding next weekend. Like I can see us sharing the pictures of it, you know, doing a little poll for it and saying like, do you like this or not? You could do it with coworkers or things like that. 
But I think in general, people have used that ask a question thing a lot in the polls a lot. They're kind of fun. If it's a quick question, you can just scroll up to the little thing. Um, I answer them. I'd love to know if you guys that are watching, do you respond to the polls or not? I do if it's interesting, but if people use them too much, it just gets to be boring. What do you guys think? Yeah. I don't typically, if it's a poll, I will. Cause it's like a, it's, it's choose this or choose this. It's a quick choice, but the question ones I don't typically engage with. What about you, Kim? You know, I don't really see very many of them and maybe I'm just not on Instagram enough, but I, I haven't really, I've seen a couple and I like the ones that are short that, you know, peanut butter and jelly or macaroni and cheese, whatever, something easy. Yes. And um, I like those, like this or that. But in general, I haven't seen a ton of them. I haven't used it personally because I really haven't, you know, what am I going to ask? Oh, do you like my hair this way? I I don't know what, you know, I just use my Instagram for personal and it's not for business. So, so there's, so that I think some of these features are sometimes age differences, like we as yeah. marketers versus high school kids may love the polls. Like I watched the, what my nieces do on Instagram and they like to do a lot of polls. They like to ask people questions. They screen cap the little things where you circle things and then share it. And they are using it to communicate with people. So yes. maybe, yeah. maybe for them, it's um, a little bit different. So maybe, maybe these are for the youths. Maybe we're too old. Yeah. That's uh, that is exactly what I think. I'm just too old. Yeah, for them it's more Insta chat with media than it is right. Instagram, like we were used to when it right. first came out as a picture sharing social network. So, right. uh, yeah, so let's see. I think Grace just said her niece uses it too. So I'm yeah. guessing the the teens the teens are big into the polls. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Aren't there whole apps for polling now for teens? Isn't there a whole new app that came out and it was just polling? I can't remember what it is. It yeah, but some of those get into the sketchy zone of where it's like not good for you know they yeah. ask anonymous things are not good. One other yeah. update I saw on desktop for Instagram now you can share from desktop on Instagram. You can share it to like Facebook or Twitter from desktop. Oh, interesting! I've yeah, not seen that. Like, yeah, this I don't think we have a slide share on that. No. no, it's brand new. Like I just saw it. Oh, oh wow. okay. Ooh. Yeah, well, when you're on desktop, there's a little like I think it's three dots or, or an arrow, and you click on it, and it lets you share to Facebook, Twitter, or I think email. Oh, cool! Well, that that has a lot of implications. I'm gonna have to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I will not I go do that right desktop. now. We're in we're in the middle of a show. Uh, yeah. So then. There's there's a couple other things here that they're testing. So Instagram is testing recommended posts. This mm-hmm. feels very the algorithm is starting to take over even more to me. <laughs> well, I think what they're trying to do is just show us other things. You know, if they're going to do the little thing that hey, you're all caught up, then what are you going to do? You, you're done. You're like, oh, done for the day. Or they could show you something that they recommend. I mean, I actually just saw one on Facebook. The same little text up at the top. I sent it to Jeff. See, because it was a recommended for you post in my newsfeed. It said popular on Facebook. It had like 10 million views. So I think wow. these are things they're pulling from the Explore tab. You know this. Maybe as many people aren't going there now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I am all about only seeing the stuff that either my, the the accounts that I'm following have shared Mm -hmm. or nothing at all. 
Like, because either really? they have shared it by themselves or they've reshared it from somewhere else. It's like scrolling through Twitter and suddenly I see somebody I don't even know. And then it says account that I follow liked this. Well, they didn't retweet it. Why are you showing it to me? So when that, this, this like feels like that. Posts. I like recommended really? I see lots of good stuff. So if, if, yeah. you, if you keep going in there, you keep like, I, I watch on YouTube, I watch makeup tutorials <laughs> and, it shows, and it shows me like, it'll show me like bloggers that I like doing makeup. It'll show me cause I have a couple Instagrammers that are YouTubers and I'll follow them. So it'll show me like new things that maybe I didn't see in my feed. So it's, it, if you do it more frequently, Eric, I think you'll see things that you like. I see all things I like in the recommended I send uh, I send okay. a lot of puppies and kittens to my my daughters, and that I see a lot of cute little pet things, which could be distracting. But I just go past them. But I do see actually a lot of interesting thing on on the recommended or explore. So just I, right. I see what you're saying though. Like you want to just see the people who you follow. I get that. Yeah. Maybe Instagram just doesn't know me, and and maybe I like it that way too. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. see. Are you not liking and commenting on people's things? Oh, I am. Like I said before, I like a lot of people's stuff to try and make sure I keep seeing their stuff all the time. But I'm the kind of person who goes in Instagram and I will scroll and then I will wait. And then when I see you've, you're all caught up, I'm like, Oh, I'm done. Or I'll go look at stories if I didn't already do that. See, I can get caught up. I don't know. Anyway, I am so not the normal user. I am learning that every day. (laughs) (laughs) The more more they get to know you, you recommended stuff. Kim, do you like recommended? Um, I never get that far because I don't run. I, I never get to the end. I'm still I, like I told you, I the way I use Instagram to me is I go through, I look for people that um, I, I know personally or I like, and then I will like their thing just to like it, just to show them some love. And then I spend about 10 minutes doing that and then I get off. Right. So that's like my whole Instagram usage. Yeah. And I, I see here and what we learned here too is that there's not one way that people use Instagram. So everybody right. differently, which is fine. Which is, you know, if there's all these different tools, we're all gonna use them differently. And that's part of the fun of having a new tool is everybody should use it differently and not exactly the same. Which is yeah. kind of why the poll tab got or the yes or no thing got old fast because everybody was like, Ask me a question. I was like you could do like a zillion things on that. Like, don't just say it's blank. Don't use the same text as everyone else. Be creative. Yeah. No, I agree. I, you know, as far as the suggested stuff, I know that I've already said this 10 times on this show, but I love Instagram ads. I think that their ads are the best. And mm-hmm. so if the suggestions were as good as the ads, I would try to get to the suggested stuff. Uh-huh. So, Instagram, buy, ads, Instagram ads. Ads. Yeah. yeah, I like the ads. Do you buy from them or you just observe the ads? I haven't bought anything yet, though I've been very tempted. And most of the stuff they show me, <laughs> I, I actually should be offended. I usually get those like Spanx like kind of things here. They, they show how they roll up over the fat. I'm like, I love that. Yeah. So, but so, I, I do like ads. And there you go. I've bought stuff. Because of Instagram, <laughs> I'll see an ad and I'll think that's interesting. So they do start to know me because of those ads. And, and I'm also yeah. the guy who like, if an ad is like, oh my gosh, this doesn't, this doesn't apply to me at all. At all I will tap it and I will say not appropriate. So, right. Ooh, good for you. Or not, not appropriate. Like it's inappropriate. It's not relevant. That's what I relevant. mean. Relevant. 
Yes. Right. Yeah, I, I've bought stuff too because I get some good, I get a lot of good apps too that come up on mine. That's what yeah. Jeff always yeah. says. Jeff C always says. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So, we got one last thing here. Let's make sure we cover this. Uh, Instagram is testing a new feature that allows users to tag their friends in videos, not mm-hmm. just in photos. I, I, I'm like, really? We couldn't already do this? Like, what took so long? I know, right? right? Like, I know. That's- that's like a no-brainer. Like, why wasn't that there? Yeah. I mean, if, if the ability to tag people in posts has been there all along, yep. apparently I, I just never knew, because uh, I'm not putting a lot of video on Instagram, right. uh, that you couldn't tag someone in a video, just pictures. Yeah. Well, so this is a good feature, especially if you're working with brands and you want to get, and you need to, you already have, you have to do the brand and content tag, but then you could also tag them. Yeah. yeah. I don't think yeah, you see, can tag video on Facebook. I no. don't think that's allowed. So maybe that will be the next thing for Facebook since Instagram, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. There's a lot of people in the comments here in the live show saying, I didn't know you couldn't do this either. <laughs> I already thought you could do this too. Nobody was yeah. doing it, apparently. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe not there. People post video as a post. But for say, for example, for yeah. social media marketing world, you could do the little teaser post and mm-hmm. you can tag all the people that were in it. So that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Exactly. Write so, that down on the idea board. That's a good well, one. Well, yes. Somebody, Grace, Grace, if you've ever seen mm-hmm. that movie. Anyways, speaking of social media marketing world, Peg, you're going to be there. I am. You're going to be one of the 7,000. <laughs> I am. I'm Do you know your topic? Do you know your topic yet? Uh, Pinterest. Oh, cool. Yes, I don't right. have my exact title, but I'm thinking that I want to do something like um, how to get leads from Pinterest. Like how to... Mm. Ooh. Yeah, right? That's a good one. That would be, that's a good that's one. A, that's a fantastic one. That's a fantastic session. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the name of the person, but even just today on Mike's show, there was somebody talking Pinterest and... Honestly, a lot of people, I, I've seen a lot of comments recently about Pinterest where people are like, wait, people still use Pinterest? Even the, the expert AMA that you did, by the way, yeah. with us, Peg, you were the inaugural guest on the expert AMA segment that Jeff and I have been doing on our Facebook um, account. You can go over and find that at facebook.com slash SM examiner, by the way. Um, that was one of the questions we got, which was, uh, you know, are people still using Pinterest? And, and then I saw you go back in and convince people through yeah. your replies. So, again, well, great topic. It's going to be good. Do you have blog traffic at all? Because it's not coming from anywhere else anymore. Right. Exactly. That's true. So, yeah. Long term yeah. blog traffic, people. Yeah. It's, you got to do, you, you have to do Pinterest if you want people to get back to your business at all these days. Or Facebook well, which is coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or Facebook ads, which is our next segment. But let's say goodbye to you first, Peg. So, yeah. Number Thank one, for on. thanks for being here. Great stuff as always. And where would you like us to direct people to to uh, get in touch with you? Now? You can find me on Instagram since we're talking about Instagram. Yeah. I'm Peg Fitzpatrick everywhere. So any platform that you look, you can just search for Peg Fitzpatrick and I'm there. Unfortunately, Great. Fortunately, and- unfortunately, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> <And> verified. <laughs> She's verified. So, I'm all right, definitely. Peg. Yes. Thanks for being here, Peg. See you later. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Awesome. So Peg's awesome, as all, as usual, as always. Uh, I am going to bring up our next guest here, which is Amanda Bond. 
or bond as she likes to be called. And we're going to talk about Facebook ads because there's a bunch of Facebook ads uh, stuff that has been tested, that has rolled out, lots of stuff. Uh, but while she's coming in, I just want to say, again, this show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World. So many times while we're doing the live show, people are spitting out as we're doing these segments, this, these brief you know, reminders that you got to be there. They're, they're saying, I've got my ticket. Hey, what are we going to do? And they're talking to each other. I, I, I had to put my hand on my screen and cover the chat a little earlier because they were talking about some of the stuff they were going to meet up and do and have fun. That's not the only thing we do at Social Media Marketing. We, we have lots of fun, but we also do lots of learning and inspiring and conversations and networking and just, you got to go, you got to be there. So find out more, go to smmw19.com and we will see you there. And I see now that we are joined by Amanda Bond. I should say Bond. I didn't slip. I didn't. Welcome. Hey, Bond. Hey, guys. I, just have to, I have to warn everyone. I'm jacked up on coffee and I'm at <laughs> Disney Springs in Orlando right now at a conference. So it's going to be crazy talking about oh, the Facebook ads. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, now, I got to say this. Let me give you a proper intro. And then I have something I want to remember to say thank you for. So number one, Amanda Bond is the owner of the ad strategist and is the creator of the, oh, gosh, I don't know how do you say this. Strategy. 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 Yeah. The strategy system. Oh. Entrepreneur Entrepreneur Magazine calls her a Facebook advertising genius due to her unique mix of creativity, her vast analytical experience from analyzing hundreds of millions of client ad impressions. I, this is dead on. A fiery personality. Bond mixes education and entertainment in a straight shooting way to show people the right way to do Facebook advertising. And you were a speaker at Social Media Marketing World. 2018 and you're a speaker at social media marketing world coming up 2019 yeah so so the thing i want to say thank you for is we have been doing at social media examiner a tweet chat on wednesdays Mm. 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern and you've been at the last two and it's been great having you there and one i just wanted to plug the thing the tweet chat but two (laughs) You've been so helpful. It's great. It's been great to have your uh, insight and experience there. And both times it's been Facebook topics and you didn't know what the topic was. And so very helpful. Thank you so much for being there. I'm going to plug it. So on Wednesdays, the hashtag is SME chat. Yes. At 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 Pacific, yes. you said? Yeah, That's it's it. an absolute blast. And you get to hang out with everyone. So if you're going to social media marketing world, you're going to get to know everyone ahead of time. You're going to just chat about all the things and have some nonsense while learning about marketing. So I definitely recommend joining us. Yes. Fun and entertaining. Wait, that's the same thing. Fun and educational is the word I was going to go for. But I'll throw entertaining in as well. So, Bump. all right. So let's let's get into this. Lots of Facebook stuff to cover here. Uh, this first one, we've talked about Facebook Canvas in the past on this show. I would love to get kind of a okay, what is Facebook Canvas? But now it's not Facebook Canvas anymore. They changed it, and it's called Facebook Instant Experiences. Uh, Kim, I know you were super excited about Facebook Canvas ads in in the past. Yeah, I like them because they're they're so flexible there you can add so much to them you can really use them as a landing page if you don't have a website or you don't want to make a a sales page there's just so much that you can do with them and i'm really glad they changed their name too because there's i was i'd always call them canva ads (laughs) because i use (laughs) canvas so much i'm like so i'm glad they changed the name 
So, and, and in their old iteration, what exactly were they? So canvas, canvas. See, I almost used to say Canva ads too. So that's, I mean, it just goes to show why they're calling it instant experiences now. But it was a way for advertisers to just create, like Kim said, landing pages or sales type pages with call to actions directly on the Facebook platform. So one of the major benefits was the load time. It was like 15x faster than a website. So if Facebook's goal is to keep people on the platform and it loads crazy fast, then Canvas was an opportunity to just keep more people on the platform, make the advertisers get the results they were looking for. But as we've now mispronounced the name twice within a 30 (laughs) second period, I, I feel like when it originally rolled out, there was this like big hoopla at the start and you've seen it used well by some larger brands or very like visual and creative brands. But then the majority of advertisers were just like dismissing Canvas ads because when they first came out, it was it was wonky. Like it was what's the word I'm looking for? It was like not very a good user experience. So it was hard so to customize clunky. them. Clunky. Thank you. That's the word. So they're very clunky to use. So the early adopters who started using them stopped very quickly because of that clunkiness and therefore they didn't pay attention as it evolved and like as templates and stuff rolled out. So older advertisers that do a lot of ad spend were dismissing it in its current format. And I I believe this is the reason that they're now going with instant experiences and rolling out and bringing back to attention to the advertisers. Hey, we've got different different usability options or you like use cases that you can use it for. They've got yeah. five templates that I always mix it up. We talked about this last show. Templates, templates, who knows what the the proper word is. But they've got some uh, templates here where as you scroll down, there's five of them. So let me... I'm going to have to decipher which is which here. As we're finding and looking at them, rapid fire, we got instant storefront. So like think of Shopify for Facebook. We've got instant lookbooks. So think of like shopping lifestyle photos on Insta, but over on Facebook. We got instant... Uh, I keep saying Insta, like Instagram. So maybe even this new name is throwing me off as well. well it, isn't, it is an instant experience. I think they're right? going for that, right? There you go. Here, here it is, ma'am. Okay. Perfect. Just give me a minute. So this one here, Instant Storefront, is just allowing you to take your product catalog like you would a Shopify store and upload it to Facebook so that people can transact with your product. Like it's just a product catalog. Once you click over to it, it's completely shoppable in the new instant experience format. So the old Canvas ad is now a shoppable storefront. So that's the first one. Okay, so Uh, instant form. So this one is essentially what lead forms used to be. So instead of putting up a landing page to collect email addresses for opt-ins, it's literally lead forms renamed. (laughs) So I don't really have to go into depth. This isn't breaking and new. It's just called instant form now to be fully branded under this new um, integration. So then next instant customer acquisition is all about your offerings and getting people to take that next step in your sales funnel. So that call to action. So in instant customer acquisition, you can do some storytelling, but it's directly driving your potential customers to that next step in the business. And then after after that one, I think, what did we have up there? Instant storytelling. storytelling. Interesting. Storytelling. So 
This is very similar to the customer acquisition one, but more from a branding standpoint, you're telling a bigger picture story and not necessarily tracking uh, conversion metrics per se. It's it's just more about branding. That's how I'm seeing advertisers going to use the storytelling one out of the five. And then that last one there is the instant lookbook, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the way that we can think of lookbook is people who are over on Insta, now we can use the word Insta, Instagram, and they see lifestyle bloggers and fashion bloggers and different brands with those lifestyle photos that have now become shoppable. We can do this with the instant experiences on Facebook as well. Yeah. I mean, this is a Facebook ad, but it feels like you are literally on whatever brand this is. It feels like you are on their site, literally shopping. Yeah. It's impressive. As an advertiser, I look at this and I'm like, oh, thank you for giving us the ideas now on how to use it. Because remember, Kim, when it first rolled out, it was like you had to click the plus sign and then you had to guess what the next box you wanted. And you're like, exactly. If you're not super creative, that becomes really hard to figure out how you want to convey your message in the Canvas experience. It was super time consuming. I mean, it just took so long to build a Canvas ad that it was like, oh, you know, and the return wasn't there. So pretty soon it wasn't, it just wasn't worth it. And, but I love these new templates and I will definitely go to those. I was already thinking of some when, when, you know, we're sitting here, I'm thinking, okay, how can I use that for world? But definitely gave some ideas. Yeah. And I mean, for for like e-commerce advertisers who are already have their product catalog and they're already using like the dynamic uh, product ads, this is just another thing with the storefront. Okay. We were using those things to retarget people. Let's keep them on Facebook since it loads faster and have our products right. directly available in that uh, storefront view. I, I think it's going to be good. But I also think that there's a little bit of hesitation from advertisers because when Canvas ads came out, it was excitement mm, dip. So I, I wonder yeah. how many people are going to go back to excitement or just be like, nah, I dismiss it because that's what happened last time. If I had a storefront, I would definitely give it a shot. And if, I mean, even if you have, say, a Shopify store, you still can, you know, create that Canvas ad to supplement it. And yeah. I think that it would be worthwhile. Now, there was an interesting discussion. Um, Dennis, you had posted about these new instant experiences and being able to use your pixel and all this stuff. And someone had said, well, you know, it's dangerous to build your house on someone else's mm-hmm. land. And then some other people came back and said, yeah, but they started doing all of these farming analogies and I was getting a little bit lost, but either someone else came back and said, yeah, but you have to get your seed somewhere and, you know, go to the farmer's market. And I'm like, I don't know how that applies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it makes sense that you, it's, it's, it's another avenue of distributing your product. I mean, From- just, just kind of thinking about that though, everything we build <laughs> is technically on somebody else's platform or right. subs- like our email list is hosted somewhere else. Our websites right. are hosted somewhere else. Like, Unless you're building from scratch and having your entire like tech stack customized, like we're still building on somebody else's platform. So I see this as an opportunity. If it works amazing, if it's too much of an effort and you're getting better ROI elsewhere, right? Maybe it's not for you right now, and that's okay too, right? Yeah, uh, I, I go back in my mind to something Chris Brogan said at one point, which is, and, and a lot of other people have said this, but he said it best, I think, where he said, basically, you know, your website, your home base uh, is where you base your stuff, duh, home base. But these 
other places, these pages, these accounts, they're your outposts. And I think what this does, what instant experiences does is it builds out almost like an entryway or, or a lobby and to yeah. showcase yourself better out in those outposts. So yeah. why wouldn't you try it, especially yeah. in this new 2.0 version of it? And I think that's the thing Facebook's mm-hmm. got to sell brands on is this new, hey, we, we fixed it thing with right. these instant experiences. And I think, so. I think it is a sale because people, like yeah. I said, are a little bit jaded from the Canvas experience. But one thing that I always talk about, whether it's in the social media marketing society for the paid training side of things, whether it's on the talk show, is those retargetable audiences that mm-hmm. us as advertisers should constantly be growing. So email list is only one of the retargetable audiences that we have. So you know our website traffic, our engagement on Facebook and Instagram, and our video views on Facebook and Instagram. Well, guess what? Now these instant experiences are retargetable and we can throw in third-party pixels like our Google Analytics code to get the results for it. So it just becomes another avenue to grow that larger retargetable audience. And you know, ad spend study after ad spend study of looking at the data when people are in those retargetable audiences, it costs less to turn them into customers. So why wouldn't we try it? You know, if... If that's what our goal is to get out there and try something new, go try it. If it's if you're getting ROI elsewhere and you're not willing to do it right now, that's okay too. And you're just like, cool, now I know all about instant experiences for whenever I need them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we've got more Facebook news here. So the term here, the 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 headline here is Facebook introduces more ways to understand customer engagement. This it, one's interesting. <laughs> this one's super leading, I feel like. Because <laughs> yes. it's, it sounds like it's going to be this big revolutionary thing, but it breaks down to two subpoints. One, they introduced more or they introduced more standard events, mm-hmm. which is like eight new standard events. So before we had like purchase, complete registration, lead, add to cart, initiate checkout, like all of those points that we could put pixels along our sales funnels to understand what actions our customers are taking and how much it's costing them to do that. So they've made a big announcement that they updated and they have eight new ones. So I'm just going to rapid fire them off. They have contact, customize product, donate, find location, schedule, start trial, submitted application, and subscribe, right? So now... Instead of leads, you could say, we have a new subscriber. Instead of add to cart, maybe you had them fill out a form and therefore it becomes submit application. But this is where I laugh because as advertisers, we could always customize our our standard events just by changing the words in between like the two, what are these things called? apostrophes yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, right like in the in the facebook pixel where you're putting in standard events if you wanted to have different standard events you can just delete complete registration and put whatever you wanted the new word to be and facebook would track that so it makes it easier for newer advertisers and people who are just starting to learn the platform and I mean, I guess it makes it easier for for advanced marketers because now we can just rely on, oh, is this a subscriber versus like a lead or somebody that registered for an event, right? Like it's just more distinction for us. But then I laugh. So that's part one. Part two of this understanding customer engagement is that they're consolidating 
the way that they report three different metrics into one. And they're making it sound like, oh, people used to be able to go over on your web app or your website over here. And then we tracked all that data. And then people used to be on your app and we tracked all that data. And then people used to be over here and we tracked all that data. I need to say 99.5% of marketers don't play in all three of those like realms, right? Like if you're tracking offline, you probably don't have an app. Again, sometimes you might, but 99.9% of people aren't going to have things in all three buckets. So instead of saying like the um, cost per purchase over on your website, your cost per purchase via app or your cost per purchase offline, they're now just going to have one metric that reports cost per purchase. That's the update. <laughs> and, well, yeah, and then they say, but don't worry if you still want to know how much it is on your like on your website, for example, you can calculate it by did it and dividing by the Yeah. Like, if you thanks. still want to know, you can still do math. <laughs> we just won't tell you. Right. Clearly we can't like do grammar, but we can do math. Yeah, I honestly, I never learned grammar because I was in some like math enrichment program when they taught it in my elementary school. So that's probably why I'm so good at Facebook ads. But ask me what like a pronoun means. and I have no idea. See, and I'm the opposite. <laughs> and, so there you go. No, as a math girl, too. <laughs> I get that. I get that. That yeah. makes total sense. Yeah. Okay. So then next, Facebook is providing more visibility into ad placements. Mm -hmm. So explain this to me because I don't know if I fully follow this one. Okay. I like this one and I'll tell you why. Uh, probably two, two years ago, a year and a half ago, I saw an ad that was placed by a friend that showed up in audience network, right? Like it showed up on another, another article. I think it was, um, it looked like an instant article, like something that just loaded quickly, but their ad was there. And I'm going to admit this online. The ad was about how ratchet you were. <laughs> oh, snap. All right. <laughs> Why was I, or sorry, that not the ad, the article. Why was I reading that? Don't judge. Hashtag don't judge. Okay. But I saw this friend's advertisement showing up on this article that was definitely not on brand which made right. me chuckle. I took some screenshots and I'm like, maybe you might consider not going on audience network right now because we don't have control. Well, right. Facebook gave us control a while ago, not by saying, hey, like you can pick where you want to go. I can't go to like, hey, I want to be shown on Cosmopolitan and Entrepreneur Magazine and Social Media Examiner. I can't do that. But I can say where I don't want to go. Like I don't want to go on sites that have gambling or political sites or something like that. So we had block lists that we could take our name off of. And so they've just extended the ability for us to look at those block lists, not just on audience network, but in our in-stream videos. So when you choose that placement, it's going to allow you to say, I don't want to be shown in these videos and then in instant articles as well. So not just audience network, but it's given us block lists for two more platforms. And now this is the like thing that I like more is a post like after your ad impression served up, you can't do anything to change it beforehand other than block. But after that ad has been served up, you're going to be able to download a report where Facebook shows you the platforms that you were on. So you can go in and review whether it's like once a week or once a month and say, here's where we showed up. Is there anything that's in like direct 
mm. competition or, you know, not aligned with our values that we no longer want to appear. And then you can just add that to your block list as you go. So it's just a, a new yeah. way to have a little bit more control has nothing to do with Instagram, has nothing to do with newsfeed. It's all about that audience network, the in-stream videos, and then the instant article. So if you're choosing all placements when you go to do ads, or if you're choosing and selecting those specific placements, that's where it applies to. And someone, someone, I believe it was Logan Young, um, who's also speaking at Social Media Marketing World, I believe he put out a block list that you can download and use. Ooh. They already compiled this whole block list. So if you do like search block list and maybe Blitz Metrics or Logan Young, something like that, you can maybe find that list Sweet. and uh, you know do it super quick. Yeah, I love that. That's a great yeah. idea. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, next. Facebook okay. opens stories ads for Facebook marketing partners. So Grace posted about this uh, the other day. I think it was Monday or Tuesday when she's like, stories is opening up. It's coming to marketing partners. And I chuckled because we already see it in some of our client accounts. And I was like, wait, aren't they already here? Like after our last show, I think, which was two weeks ago, I already started seeing them appearing in some accounts. So... If you haven't seen them already, go check. If you haven't got your Instagram stories yet, they are on the way. So they've rolled out, I believe it was uh, Mexico, Brazil, and the US has now rolled out to specific accounts and now marketing partners so they can begin integrating it to their third-party tools so that if you're using like an Adspresso or I can't even think, I, we do everything in power, like in ads manager. So I don't know too many third party tools, but if you're creating ads over there, they're aware of it. They've got the, the hookup for their integration, the API so that they can start bringing stories into those tools, but go check your, go check your ad account right now, because who knows you could have it right right this minute <laughs> you know yeah. we have it we have it in our ad account but we can't select it yet so mm. it's right there is one of the placement options but there's not a little dealio to you know radio button or whatever you want to call it yeah well so when it does roll out this is what it's going to look like pretty much a duplication of what's on instagram right like pretty much the instagram stories that we know is what is going to be available for the facebook story side of the equation and so it's single image, you can put up a video, you can have um, like a slideshow where you put in three, I believe it's three different 15 second spots or videos like images or videos and it slideshows through it. And then it's going to be available for seven uh, objectives like optimization objectives right off the hop. So brand awareness, conversion, lead gen, mobile apps, reach traffic and video views. So that's what it'll be rolled out to when it comes. But it also just segues into our last and final thing is there was uh, an update that was in French. So thank goodness I lived in (laughs) France for a while and could definitely read what was happening. I couldn't. It's been like 12 years since I lived there. Um, But essentially, when you go to post on your Facebook page, they're saying anything with a link it's now going to ask you, do you want to post it on your page or do you want to post it on stories? And then it looks like that might be an option in the future for the ads. I don't believe this is an official communication saying that no. is the case. So this is me just saying, you know, that's where Instagram went. So possibly Facebook's going to do it as well. 
However, it's just like if you're posting on your Facebook page, you now have the option to send it to the page, to send it to the story or both. You know, this, this like vertical or not vertical, horizontal view, that wouldn't look that great on stories. So what Facebook is doing is the same as what they're doing on Instagram. When you select all placements for your ads and you have that like rectangular image, they take the colors of the top and the bottom and they like blur it out. So it looks Mm -hmm. like your image is more vertical. And then they take the copy of your ad and they put it like in Instagram font, right? Instagram stories font underneath of it. So Facebook stories is the exact same, just flipped. So their font is up top, (laughs) whatever you posted on your like page here. Um, and then it has the image blurred out on both sides and then the link at the bottom that's clickable. And, um, that could be, you know, if there's a, how many did I say last time? 150 million people that are doing daily Facebook story watching. Um, we're not, we're not saying, or users. I think that's what it was. Users. I don't know if that means watchers or people uploading content. Good question. If anyone Daily knows active me, users. It's yeah. That's a great question. Is it differentiated yeah. between consumers versus creators? Producers. Yeah. Well, you know the the general um, rule of thumb on that is only twenty percent of people are creators. The other eighty percent right. are consumers. That's so, smart. That's smart. So there's a, so in other words, there's a lot of eyeballs. There's a yeah. lot of eyeballs, and it's I feel like it's underused for brands right now. Mm-hmm. As is anything that's new, we always mm-hmm. remind you guys about that. So you know, test it if it works. If you can combine it with the strategies in your business, amazing. Go forward with it. But if it's just another shiny object and it's not going to bring you closer to your revenue goals or your lead generation goals or your sales goals, like. Why, why do it just the sake of doing it? Because we're marketers, right? Like right. I, I'm a big believer in doubling down on the things and the platforms and the um, placements and the things that work, double down on those and then just choose to cut out the rest of the noise along the way. Yep. Great. Yep. Good words to end on because that is all we got. So... <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, thanks for being here. It, it's always great to have you. Glad to have you back. Uh, and again, the tweet chat, tw- SME chat, hashtag SME chat every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there again, Amanda, and everybody else that's listening, watching, whatever. It's been super fun. Uh, it's growing every week. It's, 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 I'm having a blast. We all are. So. Uh, but Amanda, thanks for being here. Uh, let's direct people to where they can connect with you. I, you know, probably just facebook.com slash the ad strategist, right? That's it. That's it. And I always have, uh, the ad strategist.com forward slash S M E is just a blog post talking about big picture Facebook ad strategy. So if you're ever feeling overwhelmed by all the updates, head on over there and just remember the foundational basics so that you can apply all these changes to, and then dismiss all the rest of the noise along the way. Awesome. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for, we'll include that. And, uh, Amanda, thanks for being here. Thank you. See you later. Bye. And with that, let's close this show down. So again, social media marketing world, 7,000 marketers. You need to be one of them. Go to smmw19.com to find out more. 
As usual, you can get the show notes for this episode by going to socialmediaexaminer.com on Saturday. All the notes, everything we dove into is there. I want to say thank you to Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts, Grace Duffy for being show producer, Kim Reynolds for being co-host, that's you, uh, me for being host, that's me. Yes. I, so weird to do that, but I'm doing it anyway. What up? And then audio podcast, you can find that on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. If you're here live watching this on video, we'd love for you, however you're consuming this, if you're getting something out of this show, Share it with someone else you know needs to hear this show, this news, who is a marketer. Trust me, it will help them. So whatever way, Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those things, hit share, hit that share button, share it with somebody, and then join us live next week's Friday, September 21st, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and we will see you there. You can get this on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. And with that, thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. And have a great weekend. And we will see you next episode. Bye-bye. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.